Hi, and welcome to the Forsaken Body Podcast, a show about overcoming the tendency of Christians to focus so much on the soul that we neglect the body. I'm Nikki DeLisi, and as always, I'm here with Lainey Greer, and we're so glad that you joined us today. Before we jump into our topic, which is definitely a bit of a spicy one on chronic stress, and we're so excited to talk about it, and we are just going to take a moment to explain where we've been the last few weeks. Um, <laughs> Lainey, <laughs> we sort of left everybody high and dry for a few weeks there. <laughs> it, yeah, it's been a second, hasn't it? It has. It has, and um, I have to take most of the responsibility for it, so... Um, totally not your fault, Nikki. Crazy things happened. <laughs> yes. Um, well, it started out, we ended up, let's see, I think, I think the first week. So I, in a very unusual stroke, because I just, I just don't get sick very often. And I had COVID not but a couple months ago. And I, uh, I had just a really, really, really bad cold. And there was one night Lainey and I sat down to try to record and I, I was sitting there with my tissues blowing my nose about every 15 seconds and Lainey is like, are you kidding me, Nikki? We, we cannot record this tonight. But in, but a, very, in a very kind and concerned way for your sickness. You oh, yes. Oh, yes. No, no. She was, she was protecting me. I was, I was trying to push myself and she was like, no, Nikki, you, you can't expect yourself to do that. She was being very gracious while I was being a little bit ridiculous. That was a couple weeks ago. And then... No sooner than than I recovered from that, literally, actually, I think it was the same day that I was like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling almost 100% better. Uh, many of you may have heard about the really bad windstorm that took place in Louisville. I think it was the, the 3rd of March, I believe that was the date. There were crazy power outages all across the city. And I did lose power. My neighborhood was actually on probably the bottom of the barrel in terms of priority, (laughs) just because it's kind of a small neighborhood tucked away. And there was only a handful of blocks in that grid. We weren't top priority. So my power was out about five or six days and life was just a little topsy-turvy. So it was a great learning experience, a good step in sanctification (laughs) for me, but uh, couldn't record last week either because it didn't have any power. So thank you all for bearing with us. Crazy craziness, but Nikki, we're glad you've recovered. Obviously thankful you have power and here we are. (laughs) <laughs> to talk about a topic a, a topic that chronic stress that I'm sure you were dealing with a little bit of that, just the combination bit. of being sick and then having no power. So it's very <laughs> pertinent. It is. It's a good one to talk about today and a very relevant one for today's society, Lainey. Yes. Yeah. So on that note, let's uh, let's just give a definition. We previously recorded on stress. So stress is a reality that everyone is going to face in life, but chronic stress can be really damaging to our health, our well-being. So stress is essentially just a state of mental or emotional strain, tension that's coming from some kind of demanding circumstances, but it becomes chronic when those circumstances are never ending, they're ongoing, 
whether it's a job situation, a relationship, something maybe with a family member that's really sick, just kind of ongoing difficulties that you don't really get a break from. That's when it becomes chronic. I was looking kind of prepping for this, the American Institute for, or Institution for Stress has a lot of helpful statistics. Some of these come from that site, but they assess that over 70% of people experience physical and mental effects of stress, which I guess that number, I I feel like it should be higher, but 70%. I'm sure that's underreported. Yes. The American uh, Psychological Association, they did a study in 2022 that found that the national mental health crisis that we are in, especially post-COVID, could yield serious health and social consequences for years to come. And I think like that's kind of an obvious, a lot of people would say like, yeah, we probably didn't need to do a study to come to that conclusion. But it's crazy, Nikki, that like Gen Z teens and adults, so like 13 to 17 and then 18 to 23, studies are showing that they are facing unprecedented uncertainty The result of that is elevated stress, and they're already reporting symptoms of anxiety and depression. That's super young, you know, a time in your life where you're still kind of carefree, you don't have a ton of adult responsibilities yet, uh, and expectations there. They're just already strapped with stress and anxiety of a lot of it, again, that post-COVID world. It's really sad. This episode today on chronic stress is going to hopefully help identify some sources of stress and give you some remedies for dealing with it. Uh, And I should say, too, that these studies have shown that the workplace can be the most common source of chronic stress. And this was kind of surprising. Of all the states, Montana is the lowest stressful state or whatever, the lowest source of stress, which is not surprising, like just this kind of chill, laid back lifestyle, the mountains, like would love to be there. But of all the states, Louisiana is the highest stress. I don't fully know the reasons there. I have some friends that are from Louisiana, so maybe I should have talked to them to see if they would agree with that. But yeah, Nikki, from your life, what have you experienced in terms of like chronic stress? we talked about in the last episode, that acute stress, that is just common to man. Our God has designed our bodies to cope with it. It is just part of living in this world. And that has always been the case. There will always be acute stress. Can't get rid of that. And our bodies are, you know, again, in the kindness of the Lord, very equipped to deal with it. But that chronic stress that that Lainey is talking about, that's a little bit of a different story. And so, yeah, I think we were just going to mention a couple of examples from our own lives and definitely have been points throughout my years that I've felt more of that chronic, persistent, ongoing stress, uh, but none None more so than the last few years. I, right prior to COVID hitting um, back in uh, late 2029, or I'm sorry, 2019, <laughs> and 2019 and t- early 2020 before COVID, um, had uh, just some a very difficult uh, diagnoses of some close family members come down and medical things. And that was kind of the start of just things really becoming difficult and and increased burden. It was something that was on my mind all day, every day. It was affecting me um, very deeply. And then COVID hits, the world shuts down. <laughs> I can't be near my family members because I'm living in a different state. I I can't go visit, 
can't do do anything other than talk on the phone. Um, there was just a ton of uncertainty. Me working in the medical field, obviously, we did not stay home. We were working, while in in certain ways in the clinic, things at the very beginning there were were kind of slow because everybody was staying home. There was also just a lot of stress because there was so much uncertainty. I would be on call and having patients call me at 11 o'clock at night, midnight. Hey, I have a cough. What should I do? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, there was just so much uncertainty there. And then at that time, actually my, my dad, he is, he is also in the medical field and he was working full time at a hospital in Westchester County, New York. And and if anybody remembers those early, early days of COVID, uh, Westchester County was actually the first, what they would call major outbreak of COVID in New Rochelle, New York. And my dad was working in that hospital at the age of 70 years old. Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. Brother, it was crazy. My brothers and I all got on the phone with him. We, I think we, we cycled through the four of us twice, all trying to convince him that this was time to retire and he would have none of it. Um, <laughs> got to the point where he told us absolutely not to call him anymore. So um, <laughs> anyway, so that was, I mean, that whole month of like April 2020, Lainey, I, I just, I don't think I got hardly a wink of sleep. May 2020, my grandmother, who I was very close to, got sick very quickly. Again, I couldn't yet cross state lines. She ended up passing away. I was able to get there before she passed away. It was a very, very stressful last week of her life. There were other things going on too. There was a lot of political unrest going on in the city of Louisville at that time. And and I was not far removed from that at all. So stress, I mean, it was just after months of this, it was taking its toll. And for the first time in my life, actually, I, I had to go to the emergency room and I was having just some things happen and um, not just symptoms. Like when we, when we refer to a symptom, we mean like something like, you know, chest pain or fatigue, something you're feeling. When we talk about a sign, we're talking about something physical, tangible that you can see. And I was having actual signs. <laughs> I, I, I won't get into all of what they were, but it was a little scary there for a bit. Long and the short of it is the diagnosis was extreme stress <laughs> and it manifested itself. And that was what, at that point, six months of it. <laughs> and I know that, you know, there's, there's many people who have been in situations like that for much longer. So that's kind of my story. And I just think that kind of providing a framework for people to understand you're experiencing something like this, you are not alone. Um, and, and Lainey, I know you've, you've had your, your times as well. Why don't you share with us? Much of what we've talked about in this first season has come about from mistakes that I've made and hard lessons that I've had to learn, things the Lord has taught me. So yeah, I mean, I've had different job situations where it's been chronically stressful and I've had physical manifestations of that. But certainly like in the last handful of years, being in Louisville, going through the PhD, like PhD process is stressful enough. You know, you're always reading, you're always writing. And but then on top of that, being single and doing everything. So having two to three jobs while being in the PhD, you know, managing a house by myself, like everything. And then the financial burden on top of that created a lot of ongoing stress. But then you had all the unrest that was happening in Louisville. You had COVID on top of that. And you talked about going to the ER. I wish I could say like, I had never been to the ER <laughs> before, but oh, I know. You've um, I've been, 
I've been historically quite accident prone <laughs> throughout my life. <laughs> but yeah, in that like, I don't know, the last gosh, three years or so, I had two different week-long stays in the hospital Mm -hmm. during that. And one was actually like on the heels of COVID happening in Louisville. So I was getting like, the school was shutting down, like the gym at the school was, you know, shutting down. So I was getting texted like, where are you? What's happening? And um, Mm -hmm. as people were finding out, I was still in the hospital. It was like, why are you in the hospital? Like, get out of there. That's where everyone is going. (laughs) Like, anyway, so it was... Yeah, it was crazy. And chronic stress, at least for me, I know not everybody has probably dealt with the physical ramifications of chronic stress like I have, but it's caused a lot in me physically over the years. And so that's why like, it's just so important to talk about it and put it out there. And you know, certainly I'm not, I've not got it all figured out, but I do feel like I'm in a better place to understand kind of the psychosomatic connection that the Lord created us with. So just as kind of a reminder, God just, he created us as embodied beings. What happens to us physically impacts us spiritually. If we're, you know, undergoing a lot of inner turmoil from stress, that comes out physically at times. So there's just this interaction, this connection with who we are as God's image bearers being both immaterial and material beings. So, you know, they're, they're essential, both aspects We live in a created physical world and we're meant to commune with our creator. So this mind-body connection is is what you see, like you hear people talking about being hangry. Um, So you have a physical need, like physically your body needs food and it might impact you emotionally. You may take it out on somebody around you or, you know, a lot of people get nervous before they speak. So that's also an indication of some kind of stressful situation in your body responding as well with that fight or flight that we discussed before. And you mentioned like that's those acute sources of stress. God has created our bodies to respond to that. And it's a good thing. But when it's ongoing, that's when we can get in trouble. So Nikki, start talking to us about the medical aspect of those things. When you talk about, use that word psychosomatic, and a lot of people, I think, perceive that as a negative thing, kind of like, oh, I'm having these symptoms or I'm having these signs. If you tell me that they're psychosomatic, that means you're telling me that they're all in my head, which is not not at all um, <laughs> what we're saying. The symptoms are very real. The physical manifestations are very real. Like when I went to the emergency room, it was something tangible, visible, real. The things that Lainey was experiencing, real. Even if it's more of a symptom like chest pain or something like that, it's real. You are feeling that chest pain. The question is, what is the cause? Oftentimes there is this like, I must have a physical disease and and it definitely can eventually lead to a physical disease for sure. But when we say, hey, this could be psychosomatic, that isn't saying it's all in your head. That is saying this is originating because of stress or because of depression or, or like what, whatever it might be. And that can actually be extremely freeing. So I just want people to not shy away from that word because that's how like God made us beings with that mind-body-soul connection. In terms of uh, stress, we did kind of touch on this last time, super quick 10-second refresher. So that central nervous system, all right, uh, is in charge of that fight or flight, all right? We talked a little bit about that fight or flight last time. And when that happens, when there is that triggering event, 
it causes our body to release those stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, and they start circulating through our body. They're released by our adrenal glands, and and they just keep releasing more, and it causes actual physiologic changes. Your pupils start dilating. Your blood pressure and your heart rate goes up. Your respiratory rate can go up. Glucose is released into your bloodstream. Blood flow is being shunted very much more towards, say, like your heart and things like that. It's being shunted away from things that your body is considering less essential at that time. So for example, digestion. In these stressful situations, digesting food is not your body's priority. Your ability to fight a virus is not your body's priority. If you're running from a cobra, your body doesn't really care about the virus (laughs) that is in the air. (laughs) Um, And so your immune system starts to shut down a little bit. Reproduction, growth, blood flow to the skin, all of those functions that are part of your normal bodily operations in periods of stress, those things do not function as well. Again, acute stress situation, this is fantastic because no, digestion is not the priority when I'm running from a cobra. However, chronically over the long term, this becomes a huge problem and can actually lead to rather significant disease processes. And there is definitely a link then between this chronic perpetual state of stress and what we know as inflammation, chronic levels of inflammation over time definitely lead to very serious things, which we'll get into in a minute here. In some ways, because the stress response is meant to be temporary, like it's a really incredible way that the Lord designed us. We're in a bad situation. We need to get out of it. So our body responds in such a way that certain systems slow down, others take over to escape that cobra or whatever you're (laughs) dealing with. But when you can't get out of the situation, when you're stuck in it, when it's a day in, day out job situation, it's a relationship situation, there are going to be consequences over time. And we'll talk about this more probably in the next season that we do on trauma and the body, but there are just some major health implications for chronic stress and physical well-being. So Mm -hmm. yeah, let's shift into that now. And really inflammation and cortisol release are kind of the two huge issues with chronic stress. When your adrenal glands release cortisol, your metabolism actually slows down. It temporarily slows down, again, so that your body in its finiteness, it can only do so much at one time and and it's trying to deal with the more acute issue. However, if this is something that becomes ongoing and you are having elevated levels of cortisol being released from your adrenal glands and circulating in your system, eventually your metabolism is just going to kind of in a long-term way, slow down. It's going to lead to retention of fat, which again, when you think about it in a stressful situation, retaining your fat is actually kind of important. Over the long haul, say you are trying to lose weight or you're having trouble, your metabolism is so slow. And so, you know, you are not burning what you used to and, and your body is just continuing to hold on to fat in that way. Then it's going to lead to weight gain that is not healthy, of course, 
the more accumulated fat, you know, beyond what your body is is intended to, um, that definitely leads to inflammation as well. Uh, I did try to make it clear in previous episodes that the fat on your body is your friend. So we're not saying that <laughs> the fat on your body is a bad thing. We need, need, need fat. A certain um, amount it, of yes. body fat, right? <laughs> a certain amount, yes. So it, it's when we start to get significantly over um, the body fat percentage that we should be at, that is when it can start to trigger inflammation, which again starts to trigger um problems across the board and all kinds of issues. It is just crazy the way our bodies work, Lainey. And one thing kind of leading into another and feeding another, and then it, it becomes a bit of a, a vicious cycle um, and something that was a you know, good design from a kind Heavenly Father, um, then in a fallen world becomes injurious to us. I mean, inflammation, uh, you know, Again, inflammation in and of itself is is actually a good thing. When when I get cut, I need my body to respond with inflammation, right? I need all those white blood cells, those macrophages to swarm to that cut and and cause a little bit of redness and swelling and such so that that cut can heal and so it doesn't stay open and and lead to I mean what literally could be death, <laughs> right? So so in Inflammation is such a good thing, but again, when it is chronic and um, when uh, it it is not not controlled in any way, when your body has lost the ability to regulate inflammation properly, that is when it leads to things like obesity. That is when it leads to things like diabetes. Laney, it leads to heart problems. Okay. You wouldn't necessarily realize that, but Laney, chronic stress and inflammation increases your heart rate. It constricts and damages um, your arteries and your heart. The stress hormones and adrenaline specifically actually has a very, you know, damaging effect on the heart if it is persistently elevated in your body. There is an increased oxygen demand, all right, when you're highly stressed, causing spasm of the blood vessels. It can cause changes even in the electrical activity of the heart, right? Part of the way our heart beats the way it should is through this beautiful electric pathway that God has created. And chronic stress and inflammation can actually affect that. And so when you think about that, then over months and years, well, if your heart is continually under this this state and, and being slowly bit by bit by bit damaged, well, what is it going to lead to? It's going to lead to heart attack. It's going to lead to strokes, you know, high blood pressure that causes, causes these things. And so I mean, the heart obviously is such an important organ and um, stress actually can have a great effect on it. Yeah, it, it also, Lainey, can greatly affect uh mental health issues, things like anxiety, depression, there are definitely, there's research being done and that has shown that psychological stress that is chronic, it triggers inflammatory activity and cognitive changes. This is why there there is that link between chronic stress and dementia. Dementia is, I mean, it's such a tragic thing, both for the person and, and the family and their loved ones. And chronic stress definitely leads to this. 
so many different things. I mean, that, you know, there, there's a hard link, I think I mentioned this already, between the, you know, inflammation and diabetes and obesity, for sure. Menstrual problems, and that's also very well documented. Um, chronic stress leading to very significant bleeding issues or in females, whether it's increased bleeding or skipping periods, hair loss, GI issues, autoimmune disorders, right? Because this state of chronic inflammation is often what ends up being the trigger for what we call autoimmune disorders, which is when your body is no longer attacking a foreign invader, which it is meant to do, but it starts to attack itself. These things cause people just lifelong issues because often, you know, they're, they're not reversible. So these are just, you know, many of the medical results of, of chronic inflammation and stress. That's insane because so many of those issues overlap. You know, if you have listened to some of our episodes on exercise, where we discussed the consequences of obesity versus, you know, how exercise can really impact in a positive way, our bodies help our bodies to improve with exercise. But, you know, we're already under, what was it, 70% of people are already under stress. A lot of that is chronic stress, ongoing. So that's going to lead to slowing down our metabolism, this inflammation, long-term cortisol release that you've talked about that can create excess weight that then can lead to diabetes, heart disease, the things that you just mentioned. But then also we eat in ways on top of that that aren't always great for us physically. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with not eating healthy all the time. But when you have all these layers of unhealthy factors, they're going to add up. And there's such an overlap that I think all of us need to be able to step back and evaluate our lifestyles, the, you know, the things that we do on a daily basis, the things we allow to influence, whether it's it's a job situation, whatever it is, what are you involved in some kind of routine that is creating these kind of unhealthy behaviors and tendencies towards obesity or tendencies towards long-term inflammation? And there may be a lifestyle change that needs to come about. And as a believer mm-hmm. too, you know, just, just adding in the question on top of that of, am I being intentional to care for and steward my body in a way that glorifies the Lord. And as we've talked about, that's not a one size fits all, but, you know, God created us with limitations and that's, that's part of this theme that we have going on with, with this whole series of body stewardship. But these limitations are good things. They remind us that we are not God. We are finite beings. Um, But when we ignore those things and kind of ignore the physical ramifications of difficult situations, if we can get out of them or mitigate effects that they're having, then, you know, maybe we need to to take some time to figure out, okay, I need to set this aside. I need to take a step back. Um, So yeah, Nikki, that was super helpful. I mean, gosh, I feel like you could probably talk a while about the the medical things with long-term stress. Is there any anything else um, you know that that we should talk about from the medical perspective? Yeah, I think the only thing that maybe I I feel like I really uh, feel inclined to mention before we kind of move on from the medical perspective is is also just that chronic stress. There is there's definitely a link between it and the weakening of your immune system. 
And I think I mentioned probably, I think it was the last episode that the two times I've gotten COVID and gotten it bad has been when I definitely am coming off of a period of just more stress, more busyness, lack of sleep. Um, and so there is is definitely that link. And so, I mean, essentially, uh, when there is that perpetually increased inflammatory response that that chronic stress is, is triggering, it releases what we call cytokines. And cytokines are, are substances that help regulate our inflammatory responses. When you are under chronic stress, that just gets all out of whack and 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 it there's just a lot of dysregulation going on there. And so your immune system is just not functioning well. And so even if we're not talking at the time about a more serious chronic long-term illness like heart disease or an autoimmune disorder, I mean, you will just be more susceptible to getting sick and other things simply because your your immune system won't be um, functioning as well. That definitely is is something I feel like is is key to mention. Um, you know, your ability to just generally function, concentrate, act efficiently, and do what you need to do in, in your job in your daily life that will be affected as well. So yeah, I think I mean I, I could I could literally go on and on, Lainey. So <laughs> you know, well, it's kind of hard some, to yeah. <laughs> let's give some remedies, maybe, or yes. ways to deal with chronic stress. Now that we've you know maybe caused stress for everyone out there by going through <laughs> all the different <laughs> medical and physical oh, consequences. Everybody's heart rate's over 100 right now. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So we're, you know, we've talked about some of these in previous episodes, certainly dealing with stress. Part of that, part of the reason why, you know, this body stewardship, which I'll define again, we've defined it throughout this kind of first season, but it's accepting responsibility for your body by appropriately caring for your body's needs. And I think you do that in four main areas, which we've covered. That's nutrition, exercise, rest, and then managing stress. So we're on the managing stress portion. We've talked about some ways to counteract long-term stress, but let's just rapid fire off some of these just as good reminders for all of us. Getting good exercise in, you know, some kind of regular activity, even if it's just daily, getting your steps in, getting eight to 10,000 steps a day. That's huge. Nikki, what's what's one you've got for us? Oh goodness, um, I think definitely going back to sleep, Lainey, and we did sleep a couple episodes ago, and this is where getting good sleep is so important um, because lack of it definitely, um, I mean, it's not good for you in general, but can certainly worsen what is already a stressful situation. So, and and there are times that you know we're in stressful situations, we can't control them as well as we'd like to, but in those situations, I definitely encourage people to be really prioritizing that seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Paying attention to your breathing. One way that I know I'm stressed out is if I catch myself not breathing. And that may sound crazy, but it is, it for real happens to me. So really being intentional to breathe through your nose and doing, you know, a, a deep breath in, but then also an even longer breath out. That's that can really be helpful to calming down the body and the mind. I think sunlight, Lainey, is a really important thing and, and underestimated. And I think 
in our society where we spend so much more time indoors than previous generations have, um, we, we forget just how important, um, just, just getting some good old vitamin D is getting out in the fresh air, breathing it in, being a little bit in nature in whatever way that is, whether it's just going for a walk, a hike, you know, being up in the mountains, at the beach, whatever you like to do, which of course is not realistic for every day, but but even just getting getting fresh air and sunlight, I think can be huge just to step out of your situation a little bit. Massively yeah. helpful. Again, that's just a creational reality. That's part of God's mm. good design of getting out into nature. Yes, yeah. sunlight, but enjoying the beach, the mountains. That that's the way that God designed us. He created us to enjoy those things and be refreshed. And I had a couple friends visit recently back to back and we went to the mountains and did a long hike with both of them. And it was like, mm-hmm. man, when was the last time I've done two like long hikes within a week? And it was just so it was so good and refreshing. Yeah. So the mountains are definitely my happy place in that regard. But <laughs> yeah, another one, Nikki, I think this is super practical, but just avoiding you know, the 24 seven news, oh, all the yes. different news networks oh, that are word. ongoing. And I'm someone, I, I love politics. I like to be informed, but I know that there's a line where if it's contributing to my anxious thoughts or something like that, like I've got to kind of take a step back. Oh my goodness. Yes. And let me tell you something, those first couple months of COVID, <laughs> there it was ridiculous because I was already in this insanely stressful situation as I articulated earlier. And then I would come home and at night I would watch the news for hours. And I was like, <laughs> about six weeks in, I kind of caught myself and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I have got to turn this off. <laughs> Um, I would say in terms of other practical things, Lainey, so when it comes to food and supplements, and you'll hear a lot of people talk about, um, you know, taking an anti-inflammatory supplement or being on a, quote, anti-inflammatory diet or, or whatever may be. Some things uh, that I, I would recommend, and don't get too obsessive, but so some, some good supplements that are, are known and documented to have good uh, anti-inflammatory effects that can sort of aid you as you're doing these lifestyle things to mitigate your stress, Lainey. Supplements, turmeric is a good one, ginger, garlic, Fish oil, all right, omega-3s, cayenne pepper is another one. Some anti-inflammatory foods, okay, are like extra virgin olive oil, again, those omegas. Blueberries, nuts, dark green leafy veggies are just some suggestions. And so just working to incorporate those into your diet can be extremely helpful. Um, Obviously, one of the more inflammatory food. So the opposite would be your sugar, you know, your, your refined sugar, refined uh, processed carbs, and just processed foods in general, highly processed foods. Those are, those are going to contribute to inflammation rather than help. And so just, just kind of being mindful of that. And um, those are just some, some things you can do food and supplement wise, just to give your body some help. It's part of recognizing those overlapping layers that you may have going on talking is definitely helpful if you 
you're in a chronically yes. stressful situation, especially as a believer, you know, going to someone that you trust, getting wise counsel, seeking their judgment and advice. And then sometimes it's being willing to hear maybe some some difficult things as far as you needing to take a step back from some responsibilities, change jobs. Maybe if you're in a dating relationship that is causing that's a, a source of chronic stress. You know, maybe you need to take a step back from that person. Maybe there's some marriage counseling or some some really different ways that you need to care for your health, whether, um, you know, that be through exercise or nutrition or ensuring that you take a day and have a specific time to rest. Mm-hmm. Having some accountability in those areas, I think, I think can be huge. Absolutely, Lainey. I'm of the opinion we could all use some counseling. That's just me. Oh, of course. We live in a fallen world and we deal with sinful people every day. Yes. Yes. And even, I mean, I do remember at, at one point, and, and I mentioned that period of several months at the beginning of COVID. And then since then, you know, there's definitely been times that, you know, the stress has, has kind of mitigated a bit, but then it's ramped back up again. And sometimes that I did talk to someone and, and specifically just sought out a counselor. And even just one conversation, Lainey, was so helpful, even mostly to grant perspective, because a a lot of times when you're in those situations, and I think I mentioned this in the previous episode, but you have a very skewed sometimes perception of reality. And, and not not to say that your situation is not stressful, but you will have enhanced negative perception. So almost anything that is coming your way is going to seem way worse than, <laughs> than perhaps it actually is. And so even just speaking with someone that can help you give some perspective, and then you're actually putting voice to it and you're like, Oh wait! Now, now that I'm actually speaking this out loud, I'm seeing how my thoughts about this maybe weren't correct, and and I can change my thinking here. And it actually doesn't take too much to change my thinking here. Now that I can actually identify where I've been thinking wrongly, I think too part of that just in terms of thinking and your thought life. For me, when I allow myself to think, "Oh, I have so much to do. I'm so overwhelmed," that can heighten my perception of stress. <laughs> So Mm. even just trying to counteract like, yeah, I may have a really long to-do list and my calendar may be filled up for the day, but just taking things one step at a time and not getting in, you know, some kind of hurried way of thinking of, oh, I got to get to the next thing and I'm not going to do this well and I need to go back to this and just slowing down your mind that can kind of help to ease anxious thoughts there. And then to, you know, just this kind of last one, and then we'll pivot to some, some scriptures I think can be really helpful for believers, but listening to music and singing Mm, like that stimulates your vagus nerve and that can calm your mind. And I have a, a friend, she's a biblical counselor and she's pointed out that like the Israelites were probably the most like stressed out people group of all time. And the Lord, the Lord gave them the Psalms. Like, you know, there's so many times we see, especially in the old Testament, like the Psalms will talk about the Lord being their strength and their song. The new Testament Mm -hmm. were commanded to sing spiritual songs. And there's, Honestly, like, I don't think it's a crazy thing to say. There's a physiological reason why oh, for singing sure. is such an aspect of our faith is we we praise the Lord in that way. But it's also because he knows that it helps us physiologically. So, yeah. So, Nikki, let's let's talk about a few verses here just because, you know, if you're a believer, you are equipped with the Holy Spirit and we can handle stress in ways because of that divine enabling that we're given. You know, I think... 
a lot of times the ways that believers need to handle stress, it's it's going to start in the mind, in our thoughts, like we just talked about. If you look at Joseph's life in Genesis, like the last 30, chapter 35 or so to the to about the end of the book, Joseph deals with some really difficult situations. And a lot of times it wasn't anything that he brought on himself, but he is able to trust throughout that even though those things were meant for harm, that God meant it all for good. And he actually tells his brothers that towards the end of Genesis and and they essentially tried to kill him, but he's able to take a step back and say like, all this awful stuff that happened to me, like it was the Lord working in it the whole time to bring it out for good. And so if we can have that perspective, just on the difficulties of our life, kind of stepping back from our limited finite perspective and looking to the Lord, knowing that He's our good Father and that He has good purposes for our lives and ultimately is going to work all things for His glory. And that's what we desire. We can trust the things that He's allowing in our lives. That's so helpful, Lainey. It's, again, perspective. And those are things that you need to give yourself a moment to step back and reflect on those things, right? If, if you don't take any time, if you're just rushing from one thing to another, you'll forget those, those super basic truths. Yeah, there's so much in, in the Psalms and then Proverbs as well, recognizing this sense of embodiment. Proverbs 3 talks about how a proper fear of the Lord brings health to the body. So that's the language of embodiment. And then, you know, in the New Testament, we see John in Third John, he is praying for Gaius to be in good health as it goes well with his soul. So that's that psychosomatic connection of being in good bodily health, impacting him spiritually, which we know, as we've talked, that stress can, can interrupt. Nikki, I saw something this week and I wanted you, I sent it to you to see what you thought about it. But Ecclesiastes. So Solomon in chapter 11, he talks about banish anxiety from your heart and cast off trouble from your bones. And I read a study or a report, whatever it was, that talked about how stress, specifically certain hormones, can literally impact our bones and especially in women. What did you think about that? I um, wish I had gotten a chance just to read it a little more thoroughly than what I did. Um, This week has definitely still been catching up from all of the craziness of the last couple, but I definitely think, um, and a lot of these things in terms of research, you know, it's it's hard to quantify um, even some of these links um, between stress and, and these other things we've talked about. They've, they've been hard, but I think the bottom line is, yes, our, our entire body is connected and one thing feeds into the other. And even though we have all of these different systems, one definitely affects the other all the time. And so even though it's not something I had heard before. Um, and I definitely want to read the article again. I, I I would say, hey, this does not, this would not surprise me at all. Yeah. I mean, it, it was talking about how chronic stress can, can affect us hormonally, which we, you know, we kind of went through. That's well this, established. Yeah. Yeah. In this episode and just the detrimental effects of that, particularly in women, increasing our chance of osteopenia or osteoporosis. So mm. literally casting off trouble from our bones. Um, I think mm. that, that speaks to that so well. And then, you know, <laughs> just knowing that if you're a Christian, 
we have the mind of the spirit and no longer the mind of the flesh so that we've been given everything we need for life and godliness. Second Corinthians 10 talks about taking your thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ. So, you know, in the throes of being super worried about something, super anxious in that, you know, situation that's causing chronic long-term stress, being able to say, okay, as a believer, I have victory over these thoughts. I can take hold of this thought that is not helpful, mm-hmm. that is impacting me in a negative way, and I can get rid of it. I can submit it to Christ. We can set our minds on things above, Colossians 3. Mm-hmm. Those are just such helpful reminders. I think that you know, the more we know Scripture, the more we put it in our hearts, the more we memorize it, and, and the Spirit brings those things to our mind. It's super helpful. And then I, I would just end, I think, with Philippians 4. So I've been teaching through Philippians at my church, and gosh, it's such a great book. There's so many different things to say about it, um, but verses 6 to 9 in chapter 4, Paul gives this progression for dealing with anxious, worrisome thoughts. He first gives the command uh, you know, through Christ of not being anxious. So there's, for believers, when we're commanded to do something, it means we have the ability to do it because we are, uh, we have a new nature. We can obey the Lord. So one, we fight anxious thoughts, but then he goes on to say, we present them to the Lord and we present them in a way through prayer. But then also he mentions being thankful and, and having gratitude. So instead of just, Lord, here are all my anxious thoughts. It's giving those to him, but then finding ways to be thankful and ways to praise the Lord out of thanksgiving, uh, knowing that he promises his peace. So that's part of the promise in there. There's a command, but then the God of peace will be with you. We need, a lot of times in stressful situations, we need a, a mental peace. And that's something that we can't manufacture on our own. Paul describes God as the God of peace in that. And so we need his peace, a supernatural peace. But then also, you know, just to kind of end that section there, Philippians 8 talks about, so instead of these anxious thoughts, you give them to the Lord, you trust the promise of, of peace there, but then you replace your thoughts with things that are lovely, true, noble, right, and pure. Paul says, think about these things instead of the anxious thoughts. So just just such a kindness of the Lord that, you know, not only does He give us everything we need for life and godliness, but He also says, you know, I don't want you to deal with these things. I don't want you to deal with worries. Give them to me. Let me take them from you. And I don't know about you, Nikki, but I, I need those reminders. That's not something I can just read once and step away from and never revisit again. I need that every day. Think about that verse. I think it's in Corinthians. God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. Often we act as if it's the opposite. It's even that tendency to be sometimes frantic or drive ourselves to work so hard to the bone or, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, no, he's he's not a God of chaos and disorder, but he is a God of peace. And it it is not his will. When we are not walking in peace, we are not walking in his will. We are not walking in the spirit. And so we need, but we, it's a constant pursuit Right. And the new heavens and the new earth, peace will reign. And that's an amazing thing to think about for sure. Yes. Wow, Nikki, we uh we've gone really long <laughs> in this one. Let's uh let's start landing the plane here. What is there anything else that you want to tag onto the end of this chronic stress episode? You know, I think 
one thing I was reflecting on just as we've done these last several episodes on rest and sleep and stress and a lot of what we have been saying has been, hey, prioritize rest, prioritize sleep, watch your stress levels, you know, all of these stuff and, you know, talking about just the crazy American culture and all of this. But I, as I was reflecting, I just felt the need to add a qualification of guys, Lainey and I are not saying that we are not advocates of hard work, <laughs> that we, we are just telling you to like go and sit on the beach for you know, 200 days out of the year. Like that's, that's not what we're saying. Um, we both, we believe in hard work. Um, I think we're both pretty hard workers. <laughs> um, and, and, and we certainly would not want anything that we've said over the last several weeks to imply that we're not telling you to work hard. And certainly, you know, we could go through all kinds of scripture that talks about that as well. It's just that I think in our particular culture and society, there just tends to be that imbalance. And so just leaning more heavily into this aspect of it, but I just was thinking like, oh, I hope nobody's misunderstanding us. Like we're not trying to advocate laziness. <laughs> yeah. Nikki, I think that's that's a really helpful reminder. And certainly our education <laughs> would show that we are not uh, strangers to hard work, but there is that balance of dismissing and disregarding physical limitations uh, that can yeah. sneak up us up on us and then make us slow down when we're not yeah. when we're not ready for it. And honestly, that's the reason I do what I do. That's why like I want to equip believers, everyone, but especially believers of like, hey, there are some physical realities that you can't ignore, which given my experiences in ministry and in seminary, I think that there's a little bit of of that programmed into us, which honestly gets into the topic of the next episode. We're gonna cover burnout and specifically ministry burnouts. So these are two really important episodes, this one on chronic stress and then the next on burnout. So as always, we hope you enjoyed listening. We hope you will subscribe to our podcast and share it with others and then join us next time for that episode on burnout. 